Welcome to the AV Forums podcast, presented by Jason Bradbury. Welcome to the sixth AV Forums podcast. Coming up, we've got the usual software news. We review Tristan and Isolde on DVD. Plus, Steve May shares his thoughts on high-definition audio. But first... This week's... This week's... Audio Visual News. In this episode, HD DVD. Early adopters report their feedback news of TeleWest's high-definition schedule and new kits from Philips. High-definition inevitably dominates our news again this time, starting out with HD DVD. For yes, after all the hype, all the industry infighting and all the embarrassing delays, the first HD DVD players and movies have finally launched, only in Japan and America. Us poor Brits will have to wait until November to get our hands on them, but the fact remains that HD DVD is finally in the hands of Joe Public. So we thought we'd give you some idea of what Joe Public thinks about it. The mood among HD DVD early adopters certainly isn't all champagne and roses. The first players, for instance, Toshiba's HD XA1 and the HD A1, are getting stick for two main reasons. First and worst, they'll only output a 1080i signal, even though the first HD DVD film discs are allegedly encoded in 1080p. The second problem is the amount of time it takes the players to reboot, as much as 45 seconds we're hearing. The first film discs, too, are receiving a mixed response. The titles launched are cult sci-fi actioner Serenity, Joel Schumacher's Phantom of the Opera and Tom Cruise's The Last Samurai, all films with just the sort of lush visuals that should show HD DVD off a treat. Yet, while almost everyone agrees that certain shots and scenes on these discs can look amazing, some people also feel that at other times the films don't look significantly better than DVD. We're hoping this is just down to teething troubles with the HD mastering process rather than innate difficulties in converting films successfully to HD. After all, thinking back to the launch of Ordinary DVD, we remember all too vividly the dismal picture quality seen on some of the first DVD discs. Then again, you'd think the HD DVD camp would have been busting a gut to make sure these first titles were real showcases for what the format's capable of. Perhaps the only universally positive response to HD DVD concerns its audio capabilities, with HD DVD owners all singing the praises of the sound quality, especially the 7.1 channel Dolby True HD format available for the XA1 player. The best way to sum everything up is to say that the jury's currently out, with more evidence needed in the form of more players and film discs before a final verdict can be reached. Next, on the HD front, we've just found out that TeleWest has done deals with ITV and the BBC to show all the 2006 World Cup matches in high definition, which, as an early adopter of the service myself, I'm particularly chuffed about. This means that aside from a few terrestrial HD trialists, TeleWest customers with the company's TV drive receiver are the only people in the UK able to watch every match in HD. Football is by no means the only HD content on TeleWest's agenda either. Among the other stuff available will be everything else the BBC is promising for its current HD trials, such as Planet Earth, Bleak House, The Proms, and later with Jules Holland. 
ITV, meanwhile, is promising new wildlife series, Jean-Michel Cousteau's Ocean Adventures in HD, as well as classic films like All Quiet on the Western Front and The Big Sleep. And a new deal Telewest has just signed with Channel 4 means that customers will be able to watch on-demand HD episodes from seasons 1 and 2 of Lost and Desperate Housewives. The other big HD news to break since our last podcast concerns inevitably Sky's imminent HD service. As regular visitors to our forums may have noticed, Sky has revealed that contrary to early suggestions, it's now going to broadcast all of its HD channels in the 1080i format, ignoring the 720p alternative altogether, generally considered better for fast-moving action like football matches. We guess Sky decided on this course to keep things simple. But it remains to be seen if doing only 1080i negatively affects the picture quality of sports footage, not to mention shows from the US that might have originally been shot in 720p. Sky's 1080i announcement is also having repercussions in the TV world, as it seems to have kick-started interest in screens that natively use 1080 lines of pixels. Most flat panel TVs and projectors only provide 768 lines of pixels, meaning that they'll have to downscale the 1080 line sky broadcasts to fit their resolutions. But a handful of premium price screens do provide the full 1080 line Monty, provided you're willing to cop up extra cash for them. This makes Philips's announcement this week that it's launching an affordable new 1080 line plasma TV particularly well timed. The 42 inch 42PF9631D achieves its 1080i resolution using Fujitsu and Hitachi's alternate lighting of surfaces technology, which uses electronic trickery to create half of its lines virtually, rather than actually providing a full set of 1080 pixel lines. But Philips claims the final effect really is the same as having 1080 actual pixels. So, who are we to argue? The 42PF9631D also boasts two HDMI jacks and Philips's Ambilight 2 and Pixel Plus 2 HD systems, and it should be on sale now for around £2,300. Get the latest AV hardware reviews and price comparison information. Visit avreviews.com. Coming soon. So, you want the latest DVD reviews from around the world and the latest high-definition software reviews? and you need to know exactly what is coming to DVD and when. In 2000, the AV Forums was born. In February 2006, we gave you the AV Forums podcast. This month, to fulfil your AV software needs, we give you AV Play, a dedicated site for DVD, high-definition software and game news and reviews. Brought to you by the same team of reviewers and reporters that have made the AV Forums such an outstanding success, we'll have the biggest news and reviews online before anyone else. Our reviews are renowned for their in-depth technical nature, and this will be expanded with more interactive features, more images and more details on every major release. We'll also be bringing you detailed and engaging feature articles on all areas of film, DVD and beyond. Stand by for the biggest DVD resource on the internet and your number one choice for all things DVD, HD and more. avplay.com Bookmark it now. The AV Forum. DVD News and Review Roundup with Phil Hinton. Welcome to the DVD News and Reviews for this edition. Coming up, we have an in-depth look at the Region 1 release of Tristan and Isolde. But first... DVD... News. 
In Region 1 DVD news, we have an update on the original Star Wars trilogy release in September. Lucasfilm has announced that all three movies will be released on separate two-disc editions, with the 2004 special editions being the main feature and the originals as extras. There is no news on any box set at this time, but we understand that the originals, which will be featured as extras, will have a non-anamorphic transfer. Obviously this is bad news for all fans of the trilogy. More news as we get it. V for Vendetta has been announced for release on the 1st of August in 1-disc and 2-disc varieties. Both editions will have anamorphic 240-1 transfers and Dolby 5.1 soundtracks. However, at this moment in time, there are no film details on what extra features will be. Fox has announced Season 8 of The Simpsons on a 4-disc limited edition Maggie headset on the 15th of August. The set will be full of extra features such as separate episode commentary tracks, animation showcases, illustrated commentaries as well as featurettes. In Region 2 DVD news, Warner has announced the release of Syriana on UK Region 2 DVD from the 12th of July. The disc will feature an anamorphic transfer as well as Dolby 5.1 sound, and extras will include a conversation with George Clooney, a featurette and deleted scenes. Columbia TriStar has announced the release of Mirror Mask on UK Region 2 DVD on the 5th of June. The disc will feature an anamorphic transfer and Dolby 5.1 sound and an assortment of extras. And finally, Columbia has announced the release of The Fog 2005 on the 26th of June. The disc will have an anamorphic transfer and Dolby 5.1 sound, yet the extras are still to be announced. And that's all the DVD news for this edition. This week's DVD Reviews. I want him to grow old in a land where all of us are at peace. Take all your men, guard the women. Tristan, hurry! From executive producer Ridley Scott and still enjoying its UK cinema run, Christian and Isold is available now on Region 1 DVD. Set after the fall of Rome, English tribes come together to try and defeat a brutal Irish king. However, when their greatest knight Christian falls in love with an Irish woman called Isold, it threatens to destroy a fragile truce and ignite all-out war. The 235 to 1 anamorphic transfer looks exceptional for most of the running time of the movie. There is a certain sharpness which brings out fine detail within the print, with only white shots looking slightly soft. Skin tones are natural, and with such a dark movie, blacks have a nice, deep, inky look, with fine shadow details still being seen. The Dolby 5.1 sound mix is certainly forthright and strong, with good effects panning and LFE use. However, again, the DTS mix seems to take things up a notch or two, and certainly feels more spacious and enveloping, with a slightly tighter bottom end. Extras also seem healthy enough with two commentary tracks, a 30-minute making-of featurette, as well as two music videos and an assortment of trailers. So overall, this is not as bad a movie as the previews made it out to be, but it's also not quite as good as it should have been. It seems to ponder along in places and tries too hard to follow the Braveheart ethos. 
However, the action is enthralling at times, the acting is certainly solid, and there is definitely talent both in front and behind the camera. It just seems that some of the parts are just not enough to bring the whole thing together into something much better. The film scores 6 out of 10. Your marriage will end a hundred years of bloodshed. I'm married to another man. I'll pretend it's you. Every look he gives you, I get sicker and sicker. The bridge, I can get to it without being seen. Is it possible a man might not see treachery right in front of him? She's in love with Tristan. You don't know what you have done! The AV Forums Podcast, Gaming News. Xbox owners will no doubt remember Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball, which allowed you to play as the fighters from Dead or Alive in rather revealing outfits. Well, this Christmas, Xbox 360 owners will get the chance to do it all again in high definition as Dead or Alive Extreme 2 is released. This time you don't just get to play volleyball, oh no, there's also hip wrestling, jet ski racing and tubbing down killer water slides, of course in more revealing outfits than you can think about. Coupled with online features, this should appeal to one-handed gamers everywhere. Fans of the PlayStation 2 game God of War will no doubt be thrilled that a sequel is coming out very soon. God of War 2 promises more of the same with an increased range of moves, more new weapons including a secondary type which allows for dramatically extended combos. Not only is Kratos the title God of War one and a half times larger on screen, there will be more enemies on screen at the same time with more graphical detail and more importantly without the slowdown problems seen in the original. PS3 may be the buzzword, but PS2 owners will have this to thrill them in early 2007. Vivendi Studios finally unveiled to the world the Xbox 360 version of Fear at last week's E3. Essentially a port from the PC edition, it has been much improved graphically as well as including a new instant action mode which allows 360 owners to ignore the plot and just shoot the hell out of everything on screen. How well you do in this mode will be recorded for viewing on Xbox Live, including a breakdown of stats, so your very pride is at stake. PC owners shouldn't feel left out as the expansion pack called Extraction Point was also debuted. And finally, a big title was announced late on Thursday by Nintendo for their ill-named console, the Nintendo Wii. Super Smash Bros. Brawl, which sadly won't be a launch title, is the sequel to one of the most popular GameCube games ever. Featuring five new characters including Metroid Samus and Metal Gear Snake, this looks to be a solid title for Nintendo fans. The most interesting hint about the game however is that you can use the Wiimote controller, but it was also hinted that you may be able to use the GameCube controller which will be good news for old school gamers. And that's been this week's gaming news. The highest definition. 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 This is the AV Forums Podcast. With the considerable fuss made by the AV industry and its consumers over high-definition pictures, high-definition sound seems to have been forgotten. However, according to Home Cinema Choice editor Steve May, the audio side of HD is going to be at least as impressive as the video. The AV Forums Podcast Special Feature Everyone these days seems to understand the concept of surround sound. Thanks to DVD, it's not expensive to buy and install a Dolby Digital 5.1 system. Even inexpensive packages are great fun. If you're keen, you can extend this to 6.1. That's where you have an extra speaker at the centre rear of your room. It improves surround panning, that's what I use in fact. 
or you can go 7.1 THX style which involves two rear centre speakers and two rear sidewall speakers. Enthusiasts with deeper pockets than me can spend pretty much whatever they want on higher end kit. I've heard systems that range from 10 grand to an eye-watering 85 grand and yes they did sound really really good but by and large the limiting factor is the soundtrack and the technology that delivers it. For years many have argued that DTS is a better sounding system than Dolby. Dolby retort that they're just as good as DTS if not more sophisticated. But now there is a real step forward for surround sound audio and it comes not from DVD but from HD DVD. There's been acres written about both HD DVD and Blu-ray, the two rival formats that this year will battle it out to become top dog as a replacement for DVD. But all of the coverage has tended to focus on their ability to deliver better, better by far picture quality than DVD. What few have realised is that they also offer dramatically better sound quality than we get from DVD. The reason for this is that both HD formats have more than enough spare capacity to throw extra data at the audio track. Dolby is promoting two sound technologies, Dolby Digital Plus and Dolby True HD. Dolby Digital Plus replaces Dolby Digital as the standard surround sound technology on HD DVD. The big difference is that it exploits the extra headroom that already exists in the Dolby Digital Codec but which has never been used on DVD because space is at a premium. Indeed, if you have an Xbox or you've invested in a shiny new Xbox 360 and you've taken the time to wire it into your surround sound system, you might have wondered why games often sound more exciting and dynamic than movie soundtracks on DVDs. The reason is simple, these games also take advantage of the extra space available. Most Dolby Movie soundtracks max out at about 448 kilobits per second. The Xbox games and HD movies stretch up to 640 kilobits per second. The great thing about this is that you don't need to invest in any extra kit outside of the HD DVD player. Your standard Dolby Digital decoder in your amplifier or receiver is quite happy receiving it. Just hook up your HD DVD player via a digital audio cable and you're away. I've recently took delivery of an American Toshiba HD DVD A1 deck. I've been enjoying the first batch of movies in the format. I've got to say that they are amongst the best sounding movie discs I've ever heard. Sure the picture is outstanding but that was always a given. For me the really amazing thing is the soundtrack quality. The best of the selection, the sci-fi movie Serenity, is so far ahead of the DVD mix it's laughable. But this isn't the end of the story. Dolby's trump card is Dolby True HD. This is a totally lossless audio codec that can deliver bit for bit studio master quality. You really can hear exactly what was recorded in the dubbing theatre, provided of course that your kit is up to snuff. It uses Meridian's lossless packing technology, first introduced on Dolby Digital, but here transformed into a next generation sound system that is beyond belief. Unfortunately, my Tosh A1 player can't output True HD. For that, I need the higher end XA1 machine, which I don't have. Not many people do, very few shipped into the US. But once again, I don't need to invest in a new ample receiver to enjoy. Dolby True HD. Let me explain why. 
There seems to be a lot of confusion about the format. I recently went to a briefing given by Toshiba UK about its upcoming HD DVD players, and even they were confused. Their spokesman, talking about True HD, told a bunch of journalists that we wouldn't be able to enjoy it until True HD decoders became available. Thankfully, he's wrong. On the back of the Tosh player is a bank of six phono audio outputs. These hook up to a matching bank of phono audio inputs on your ample receiver. If your ample receiver doesn't have this bank of phonos, then it's probably because it's a bit too cheap and you might need to step up to a more expensive uh, product. It's basically the same hookup that you would use to connect either an SACD player or DVD audio deck. You can't use a digital audio lead for TrueHD because it's just not a fat enough data pipe. Now HDMI, the new digital video lead, could be used for Dolby TrueHD, but in its current implementation it's just not ready, so you're stuck with those analog phono hookups. Once connected, your system is ready for what I believe is the best audio experience available to consumers today. Now, even though I don't have a player, I can say that because I've enjoyed private demos of Dolby True HD from my friends at Dolby for the last couple of years. Of course, to get it, you need a disc which has been mastered with a True HD soundtrack. The good news is the first commercial True HD encoded movie is now available. The bad news is it's Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Phantom of the Opera. I guess you can't have everything. So my message is this. The next generation high definition disc formats are not just about HD video. They're about high definition audio as well. And that's one thing Sky HD can't match. Steve May edits leading UK home cinema magazine, Home Cinema Choice, and contributes to the UK's AV trade and technology weblog, avzombie.com. You're listening, you're listening, you're listening to the AV Forums podcast. If you have any AV hardware issues which you'd like us to contact manufacturers about on your behalf, please email avdoctor at avforums.com. And that wraps up the sixth AV Forums podcast. If you've got any questions, feature suggestions or news for our podcast, please let us know in our feedback forum at www.avforums.com. This is Jason Bradbury saying thanks for listening, stay subscribed and tell your friends. The AV Forums podcast was presented by Jason Bradbury and written by John Archer. The DVD News and Reviews Roundup was written and presented by Phil Hinton with gaming news written by Damon Dove. Original music by Andrew Bassett. The podcast was produced and mixed by Phil Hinton and the executive producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Forums podcast is copyright M2N Limited.